Do you ever do this thing where you just keep clicking on things in your iPad or on your phone and you don't really do anything and before you know it, another hour's gone by? Is it just me? Faff about so much. My ideas just wear around my head in endless circles and go there anywhere. And what am I doing? Put the pad down. Grab some dice. Do something gamey. Hang on, wait, what's that just there? Oh, maybe I should click on it. Things he won't share with us. The darkness in his brain. The dungeon master's plan. The pleasure and the pain. What's better left unknown? Keep calling out to me. I hear him think out loud. Only the break shall come Open to page one My name is Che Webster And this is the Roleplay Rescue Dungeon Master's Diary Hi Che, it's Goblin Tenshin here It's just a uh, following up on my previous message Where you sort of asked what episode I was referring to um, when I left that message um, on, I think, the start of Season 5. Anyway, the episode I was referring to was the essentially Season 1, and I think it was actually um, probably Episode 103, where you talked about an open game and sort of light gaming and not getting bogged down by sort of lots of mechanical stuff and, and sort of all the preconceptions that are in your mind that you can create that makes your game more difficult than it needs to be. Just play, enjoy it, and try to get back to that vibe when you were 12 and 13 and you just played and you weren't worried about whether it made sense and characters were done on the fly. No one you know, no one was really kind of that worried about whether they lived or died. You know, I think people wanted to live, but it wasn't really about that. Uh, people would lose their characters and turn up next week and say, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm running this character this time. It's a sort of... Uh, Ninja Barbarian or something wacky and say, yeah, all right, go for it. Anyway, and just one other thing is you you mentioned that uh, I, I invented a hex flower. Um, I think that's not strictly true. Hex flowers were knocking around in some sort of form uh, and I'd seen them and uh, I think I basically have sort of produced a slightly more um, usable engine out of it by tying in some of the ideas of the wraparound ed- edges and a, a 2D6 a probability mechanic which makes it less of a just a uh, gives it a direction anyway you can obviously check out my blog if uh, if anyone is interested in finding out more about hex flowers um but the main reason I'm ringing phoning in with this message is um just a follow-on slightly about getting back into gaming because um, after all that's the main premise here isn't it um so i'd probably describe myself as a, a born again gamer so i played a lot in the the late 80s, early 90s, and that, that petered out for a very long time for various reasons. I think in about 2000, I sort of became interested again, and um, I think it was the D20 phase, um, D20 open license, and I didn't really get it, so I just kind of dropped back out again. Um, and then in about two or three years ago, I, I had some time on my hands, so I started looking around and I started following the G plus communities, mainly watching at first and then chipping a little bit and getting chipping in a bit more and that sort of thing. Now in one of your episodes you talked about um finding an excuse 
to get back into gaming that, that's or giving yourself permission you know maybe you talked about having a charity event or something like that um and therefore you could uh use that as a springboard to sort of you know <laughs> give your partners and whatnot an excuse to get used to the idea well <laughs> i i uh about two years ago probably longer now three years ago something like that um i went to see a lawyer about writing a will and he said you do realize you'd be far far better off getting married because it simplifies all these things i have a long-term partner you know sort of <laughs> 20 years or something um so we decided to do that and um my friend who's uh, been i've known since about 12 we've uh, always kind of enjoyed you know he's one of my old gaming group and we've always done a bit of warhammer here and there because we can sort of fit it in but um that really had petered out for a long time anyway so he he talked about saying oh we need to go you know do a, a stag do type thing you know try and get some of the old crew together that kind of thing but um it was all going to be quite difficult because of <laughs> logistics and family and whatnot but i said to him actually you know what you know what i'd almost rather do i said i'd rather just basically take the game off and do a geek fest rather than like going out late at night into a nightclub or something like that let's just do a whole day old school back in the day whole day of gaming so that was the sort of if you like stag do and it and that was great and um and that really was a, a springboard to do a lot more actual gaming so we pretty much do a, at least a geek fest every year where we take the day off each and just you know do geek things and uh, my partner and and uh, his partner probably just wonders what the hell we're doing but as as midlife crises go it's probably a cheap one gaming as opposed to maybe get myself a motorcycle or something more radical anyway that's uh and you know and and since then and and once g plus closed as well i got much more interested in trying to bring together a lot of my ideas into into uh sort of into actual physical things or well, electronical things concrete products i should we say um rather than just noodling about them on you know throwing ideas on g plus so done a lot more things since G plus closed even though I, I sort of disappointed that that kind of cauldron of creativity has has somewhat passed anyway this message is is going a bit long but uh, in a way I would say that and I do some uh, playing by email as well which is I think is a good format for my life as it were but um, I think one of the ways I keep in with gaming in, you know in the sense that I don't necessarily have a, a regular group it's all very much ad hoc um, is to make things it keeps me it keeps my spirit of creativity going i think you were talking about um what was it uh escapism that was it and being swept up in the moment and i find that when i'm creating stuff i'm very much in that that zone of creativity escapism i'm i'm not feeling the weight of the world around me i don't i don't know what deadline is looming in the horizon and that kind of thing anyway this message is obviously gone far too long but uh, i appreciate what you're doing on roleplay rescue i'm working my way patchily through the the back catalogue i'm probably going to skip some of your dm diaries i'm afraid just because uh the you know the backlog is is bigger than i want to commit to but who knows i might track back but in some ways it feels like old news <laughs> your diaries moving forward so if i'm responding to an episode you know two months ago it feels less less you know weighty uh, more urgent anyway i'll stop cheers fella bye how awesome is that call in goblins henchman thanks so much for calling in and i'm sorry i sort of sat on this one a little bit because it being a six minute or so message despite being so awesome it's kind of hard to squeeze into an episode 
I've stuck in a DM's diary now, really hoping that you are listening to this particular episode because I just wanted to say thank you. What an awesome way to celebrate in marriage. Wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> but man, thanks so much for that call in. It, it really meant a lot to me, actually, to hear your story and to hear that you have had a set of experiences that is yet yeah, yours and unique, but also you know, fits the trend of many people who are listening here. And I think also I can relate to it quite strongly. So thank you. Really appreciate it. Game on. Hey, Shay. Evil Jeff here. I want to thank you for bringing attention to OneNote in two of your GM journals. Uh, I use that tool as well. Um, and I think it's it's very underrated. And if many of us are doing stuff on a computer here and there, and you've got tablets, you know, it's just such a great tool as you're highlighting there. Um, in fact, most of the stuff that I do now when I write notes, it's all going into OneNote on my computer, and then I can pull it up either on a tablet or even on my phone, and as I've exported stuff, I can share it with other people. How can you beat that? Thanks a lot. H, hey, great episode, your latest one. Enjoyed hearing the audio from Leeds from the Armory with Dracula and Van Helsing. That's really cool. Um, yeah, it sounds like there's definitely use in being detailed, and there's a time to make a judgment call and roll with it. And maybe that cart was the judgment time call. I don't know. I'm definitely not picking on you, and I'm not um, telling you how to run your game. Just maybe something to think about, but... I'm looking forward to playing today, and I will talk to you later. Sunday morning, and last night I was playing Dungeon Fantasy on Fantasy Grounds with Tamo Lan and Jason. Had a good game. I felt pretty okay about it. We were playing the Hall of Judgment adventure for Dungeon Fantasy by Douglas H. Cole. The main problem I had was that when I came to plan this, and in my head I was going to run the Hall of Judgment, it was going to be a straightforward kind of thing. I knew that Douglas Cole had originally designed the Lost Hall of Tear as a one-shot kind of convention game and still uses that there. And then I read the module and realised that it was a much richer and bigger thing than I'd originally expected. So I made a decision to input some pre-gens and run the guys through a small section of the adventure, the start of the adventure, if you like. And they went out to the Log Hemi ruins, investigating and trying to find more information on the whereabouts of the Hall of Judgment. Two mistakes, I guess, were, first of all, I'd created all fighter characters, or provided the pre-gens as fighters, and in some ways they could have done with magic. Although, to be fair, given where they were at and the situation they were in. There are reasons I won't go into here, because spoilers, um, why that might not have been too much of an advantage anyway. But it felt very much like they could have done with, you know, healing magic and such. The guys went in and they kind of discovered that the place um, is more dangerous than they originally anticipated. And so at the end of the session, they decided to withdraw. But the good news was they want to play a game so we've booked in another session for november the 16th 
7 p.m. UK time. And in case anyone here is listening and interested, there's still a seat at the table. There is a fourth seat, which no one is taking right now. And the guys intend to basically go back and recover and then return for further investigation of the Log Hemi ruins, which is great. I found getting back in the fancy ground seat a little bit um, of a high cognitive load for me. I think, think it helped very much that I was quite tired because I'd spent a fair amount of time prepping for the adventure. Uh, the thing that was really time-consuming up front was inputting pre-gen characters. I think Fantasy Grounds is great when you don't have to do everything. So players would normally create their own characters and input their own details and do their own shit. But actually, because this was a one-shot, well... In theory, it was one shot. And because I wanted to provide them with pre-gens, I kind of had to do that up front, and that took the most time. Actually, you know, inputting some maps and kind of prepping a few notes was less of a problem. But the character sheets... And I think it didn't help that I was trying to make sure that every character sheet had all the details of everything they could do on the sheet so no one had to look up in a book. I guess it's the, the nature of crunch in terms of of GURPS and playing, you know, Dungeon Fantasy. Although I will say it is a pretty straightforward game to play. Had some big fights as well. They had a big fight with somewhere in the region of about 15, 12, 15, something like that, um, enemies. And yeah, that took a while, but it certainly didn't take any longer than D&D would have done. And it certainly, I think it felt much more pacey, but that's just my perception, I suppose. Anyway, overall, good session, feeling positive. Got a second session on November the 16th. And um, the good news is obviously my prep for that will be lower um, because we've done all the hard work up front. So looking forward to that. And it was great to see that Lamb and Tamo again. I've not gamed with those guys since. Whoa, right back at the start of the year, I guess. And you know, it was great to bring Jason in. Hopefully those guys felt like they had a good game. I mean, put it this way, they asked to play again, so it can't be all bad, eh? Game on. Right, prepare to roll your eyes. Roll your eyes. Great, okay, so this is one of those little clips where I'm probably going to sound miserable. Today was the first day back at work, which wasn't in of itself a bad thing, except it ended, obviously, two weeks of not being at work. And I had a very great, positive time in the last two weeks during the half term, uh, rebooting and getting loads and loads of material out there on my podcast, which I really enjoyed, plus getting in a couple of good games. And there's the hurt in my voice there. I'm not sure they were good games, but that's because of the way I feel right now. I guess I have a huge, massive imposter moment going on um, in terms of my GMing. And it's really nobody else's fault or problem, it's mine. So I noticed something really important. Listening back to some of my podcasts and listening back, thinking back as well to some of the things about how I felt is that I have this incredible anxiety before I run a game. I tend to over-prep and put hours of prep into the game. I usually run the game and then afterwards I'm exhausted 
And I also usually feel very hard on myself about it again, that it wasn't what I wanted it to be. And I always feel like I sort of cheated myself. All the time I put in didn't really pay off. And that's how I feel about Saturday's game with GURPS. And that's how I felt about last Friday's game, the Friday night game is. And it's not to say that any of the games were bad or sessions are necessarily wrong. I don't know. I don't know the perspective of the players, actually. I know that um, Jason has... Uh, thinking about commenting or saying something on his podcast. And by the time you hear this, he'll probably have long said it. And I, I don't know what he's going to say, but the mere thought of it terrifies me. And Jason, by the way, you absolutely uh, say what you want. It's your podcast and you're playing my game. You can say what you want about my game. I know you'd never be rude. Um, it's not you. The issue is me. The issue is me with this sense of being an imposter. And so yesterday, Sunday, I was feeling very run down and tired. And not run down as in sick, as in really mentally run down, like meh. And today I went back to work and it's been fine. I mean, intense. Don't get me wrong. The cheek cheek is never easy. Um, but actually, all right. Really positive day overall. Tired. And I come home and I think, oh, you know, that's it. My holiday's gone. Another seven weeks now before I get another one of those. That's my hobby kind of, you know, it's got to now get through the next seven weeks. So we were talking three sessions of the Friday night game at best. And we've got uh, at least one more session of the online game that I've committed to that I need to sort of deliver on. And of course, there is the Tuesday night game at school, which starts in theory tomorrow. Gets interrupted next week because I have to do detention duty. And there's about maybe three sessions of that, four sessions of that, with another interruption for detention duty in December. And I'm sort of feeling like, oh my God, there's so much for me to do and so little time for me to do it. And so the whole thing is like balled up onto my head. Am I overcommitted? Not really. I mean, let's be honest. A game of Fortnite um, is not a big deal, actually. But in my head right now, it feels that way. So there you go. That's that's roll your eyes. Have you done it? <laughs> ah, did have some positives today, though, and I've been really itching um, to do something that I've been talking about with Frank T. Actually, for a while now, and I guess I got to. There's this thing that the. Frank and I have been having a conversation about GURPS and we've been talking about that question he asked me, I think it was back in Dungeon Master's Diary 3, I think. I, it published the question, which was, hey, if we think we could do better with than GURPS Ultralight, shall we have a go? And, and actually, Frank and I have been talking about that. And I guess what I ought to do before I put this episode out is put out some of the audio parts of that conversation that we, we shared together. And we said up front, well, we might, we might well share this. Anyway, that's been bubbling through my head again today as I started approaching Tuesday night game and I was thinking I really want to kind of just have that slightly stripped GURPS game to hand and kind of bring it to the table. So that's a positive because I've been really itching to sort of sit and do it. The other thing that's bugging me though, and maybe it's a barrier, maybe it's just <laughs> Frothsoft was talking about procrastination recently, maybe it's just procrastination. But I actually really fancy doing a sci-fi or or modern or something game solo. Um, yeah, I, uh, there's a really cool Traveller Kickstarter going on right now and it's reminding me how much I love 
science fiction in the far future. Um, and I keep worrying around my head of, yeah, but I can do it with GURPS, it's not a problem. It's just kind of, I fancy doing something, you know, from the modern period through to science fiction, something in there. And I keep tinkering around my head with thoughts about magic, which I mentioned, I think, in the last episode of the Dungeon Master's Diary. And further than that, also psionic power. So I guess I, I really want to spend some time thinking about those those things, those elements in games. And, and perhaps it's an opportunity for me to talk about something there, I don't know. Anyway, going to stop this right now. I've got to get some dinner ready and everything else for the evening. But I wanted to diary how I was feeling because it's no point me hiding away from the microphone just because I'm feeling low. So there you go. Did you roll your eyes? Tuesday evening, home from work. Just had something to eat, actually, which was great. And I thought I'd just quickly tell you about the club game today, um, the younger players. So the group before the half-term holiday was a group of three players who went and were running their own 5e superhero game, pretty much their homebrew thing. And then three players, um, two girls and a lad, playing games with me. And we were playing Dungeons of Thrall using my very ad hoc random creation system and just playing some games. Um, so this evening, the GM for the 5e Supers game didn't show. So the other two players came to my table. One of them had already done a character before and had played a little bit before. The other one had not done a character. So we quickly did a character which took about eight minutes rolling up. Um, and then they decided as a group they'd like to do a pit fight. So it was three against two in the pit tonight. Um, and actually, the guys who were lower points value as a group of three overwhelmed and beat the other two, which was uh, kind of cool. A little bit of experience uh, in terms of character points for each side. I think the winner's got about five points and the loser's got a couple and um, they kind of spent those points and we called it a night, which was kind of a short night. Um, we'd started a little late. Um, I guess the pit fight took about 45 minutes, but there was a bit of um, dithering, actually, in getting started. So I think we started a little late. By the time we'd done the character, we're talking about 4 o'clock, and then we played till about 4.35, actually, till 4.35, something like that. Um, and then we spent some time improving the characters, which was kind of fun. They had a bit of conversation around the table, actually. It was a good social time. And I kind of went around the table one by one, and they leveled, improved the characters. And about 10.2, so that took about 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. And about 10.2, the guys decided they would head off. So that's cool. What I have said is next session which may be next week, it may not, because I'm on detention duty and I'm going to try and get out of it, but there we go. Um, but the next session, they want to go down in Dungeons of Thrall again, which is kind of cool. I also took the time to allow them all to, um, to use their social skills, if they had any, or IQ at minus four, if they didn't, to see if they pick up any rumours from the slave pens about the dungeons. <laughs> and oddly, even though there are some characters who actually have, like, carousing skill and things, uh, they all failed their roles. So I decided they didn't pick up any new rumours. Um, so yeah, they were all set up. It was good. It was a really good, fun little session for me as a GM. Obviously, I was just essentially refing a tabletop skirmish <laughs> um, on the playmat for fantasy, the fantasy trip from LA's playmat. 
which is quite nice. And um, we had the card cutouts on hex bases, and those guys were going playing on the hex, and it was cool. We had a good fun time. So that was Tuesday night. Awesome sauce. The path is becoming much clearer to me in terms of what I want to do with my campaign. Been thinking a lot about GURPS and listening to Doug Cole um, and sort of re-listening to the interview we had, the chat we had um, a couple of weeks ago. This this idea of GURPS as a subtractive game has really been festering around in my mind and whizzing around in my mind. And combining that with what I'm doing at, with the uh, club here at the school, um, with the Dungeons of Thrall, I'm really finding myself in a subtractive mindset. So I'm starting to say, well, what don't I need? And lots of things I don't need, which is fantastic. And I think, although I've got every resource there is for GURPS Dungeon Fantasy, the trick is going to be actually narrowing down what are we using? And as it turns out, you know, not a lot, um, which is kind of cool. And that leads me to the thought that I actually, I kind of, it's almost like I need to, over time, probably compile my own summary of the things that we are going to use. I think probably that's going to end up with, first of all, as a kind of list of references, you know, um, these are the books and these bits are the books. But actually, over time, I, I think I'd like to just actually, you know, this is not something I could ever publish, because, of, but I would like to just sort of cut and paste out the key sections of text that I'm using um, as a kind of starting point. And then from there, I suppose, again, further edit, um, because I find sometimes different writers write in slightly overwordy ways. Um, and that will essentially, for me, I think, help me to codify the rules I'm actually using in my campaign. Now, alongside that comes an idea that has been sparked by listening to Paris Conti's new podcast, uh, Pure Mongrel's Musings, uh, on Anchor. And he's been talking about building his campaign world. And it suddenly struck me that, you know, that was what I intended to do when I started with Mykovnia and... The Dungeons of the Thrall are very much in my head somewhere in the world of Mykovnia. And I think what I want to do is actually go back to the campaign manager that I was I was using. Um, I had experimented as Paris's with Scabbard, but I actually got kind of drawn into using um, a different platform. And I think it's time for me to sort of dive into that platform and start to really build my world. And there was a third thought that came with it. I was listening to Alex Schroeder's podcast, um, How Birds and Helmets or something, I think it's called, um, on Anchor. And I've just been working through his episodes about his own little homebrew game system, and there's some lovely little things in there. One of the things is about magic, about how in his game you can't learn magic unless you're taught it. So this allows him to do two things. First of all, it allows him to limit the spells that are available at the start of the game and slowly introduce them through NPC spell trainers, spell teachers, if you like, other wizards, but also allows him to have those wizards offer uh, to do stuff, uh, like provide you with spells, but in response, in return for favours. You know, could you go and sort that kobold nest out for me? I think is the Alex, uh, Alex's example. So there's some three little ideas that I just really want to bring together. Um, one of them is the slow distillation of what the rules I'm using at my table, the second is starting to work on my campaign manager to actually codify my world in more detail and allow players access to that information um, as is appropriate. And the third is 
introducing the training element of the hobby, of the game into my game more uh, in a structured way, built around NPCs, which also allows for some plot hooks and game hooks. Three great ideas, I thought. Game on. Friday night, game cancelled. Literally rained off, really. Okay, so some stuff. First of all, Paul Andy, Shandy Andy. Um, some personal stuff going off there. Family not doing so well and uh, basically can't make it over. Really, really, really sorry to hear that, Andy. And if you're listening, mate, hope, you know, everything's okay. And we'll hope to see you in a couple of weeks. But, um, you know, we understand. Then the rain came over the last few, two or three days. In fact, it's not really not rained for four weeks. But in the last 24, 48 hours in the, here in the East Midlands, there's been more rainfall uh, in two days than usually have in a month. And November is usually a pretty rainy month. So it's been pretty intense. Give you an idea in terms of flooding that's been happening. It doesn't affect my immediate vicinity but within about five miles of here plenty of places are flooded out lots of bad roads lots of delays so this morning i can't remember this happening in the six years i've been in my current place of work but um one of the villages near us has flooded through so i'm driving down into that village this morning start going through some shallow flood water and then i hit a massive traffic jam and kind of had to turn around. Uh, my entire journey time went from 25 minutes to work to an hour to work. So I had to go into Nottingham and out again uh, just to get to work this morning. So it doesn't surprise me that there's been a lot of disruption all day. I mean, that was 6 o'clock in the morning, sort of 6.30 till 7.30. So it doesn't surprise me that by this evening, when it hasn't really stopped raining very much all day, things are just worse. So Dave, poor old Dave down in Derbyshire, has got quite a lot of it. Loads and loads of roads and diversions. And he'll have to come up through Ripley, and the word is that Ripley's got a lot of diversions as well. And to be fair, it's just going to be a really difficult journey that'll probably take far longer than it needs to, and it takes him, I think, about an hour anyway. So, you know, Dave makes a big, big, big sacrifice when he comes up here on a Friday night, you know, driving a good hour or so to get to me and a good hour home. And it's not the most fun roads to go from Nottingham to Derby. So, Dave, mate, if you're listening... Really sorry about that, but I'm really glad that you made the safe call and decided to stay home and, you know, not get yourself sort of drowned in somewhere or car flooded out somewhere, you know, that would be bad. And that leaves us with me and Ian. And Ian, it's his birthday day, sadly, um, well, great for him, but sadly for us that we won't be able to give him his prezi and card and kind of wish him happy birthday. But I actually gave him a bell and just said, look, let's cry it off. It's bad weather anyway, and he's up near where it's bad. Um, and we just sort of agreed a quiet night would be fine for me and my wife. Um, it's been a tough week anyway, first week back at school and, and, you know, Wednesday was a 14 hour working day for me. So I'm pretty tired, but, oh, well, you know, these things happen, I guess. Game off. <laughs> Rain check. Literally. Saturday morning, 5am. Actually, it's about 4.53 right now. Just opened up an email. That arrived around about midnight from Bob Bianca. Awesome. Found your podcast five days ago and I've binge listened to all the episodes in the interim. Thanks for your persistence, a lot of valuable advice, accompanied by good general encouragement, just what I'm needing right now. Bob goes on to talk about his role playing history, which Oh my goodness, it's kind of similar. Although he obviously started playing a lot earlier than I did in 75. Wow, Bob. 
and stopped playing basically by 96. But hey, so awesome to read this. Kickstarter announced by Steve Jackson Games for the Fantasy Trips. And in November 2019, Bob found a GM who runs a game once a month on Roll20 Discord. And so he's playing. And it's like, it's such a joy to read this stuff. And I hope you don't mind me mentioning this, Bob, because this is exactly the sort of message that just reminds me that I can make a difference. Game on. Hey, Joe. Enjoyed listening to your latest conversation with you and Frank talking about how to sim- make a GURPS ultralight version. Interesting. Glad to hear that you're effectively going with what I would call career system, kind of like cliches in Rises or careers in Barbarians Lemuria. I think that makes a lot of sense in a light system. Sounds good. Look forward to playtesting it sometime if we have a chance. So keep up the great work, and I do hope you record further conversations for the GM Journal because I'm enjoying them. Take care. Bye.